What's man. up, everybody? Welcome to another crazy episode of Master yeah. of Sport. We're back. We're <laughs> <laughs> Earl's still recovering from our off-camera banter. Yeah. He, he's, he's like, what is the yeah. So I work for Garage Strength. But I don't. I'm not on site, so I get like I'm away from certain things. Yeah. Um. And this it was something I was away from. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, <laughs> like just people you would know from being at the gym type of thing. Yeah. And it it was fun to hear. It's sort of wacky. It's crazy. Yeah. Man. It's crazy how much owning a gym gives you a really good peek into society. Yeah. And it's funny too because it stemmed from social media posts and that. that it's what we're going to get into. Okay. So to start on social media, Dane, do you remember like what you were doing when Facebook came about? Or were you like all MySpace? I'm not leaving. <laughs> no, you want to know what's funny about that? Is that... Okay, so when I was in college, I remembered... It was 2004, I'm pretty sure, my sophomore year of college, uh-huh. that Facebook started. And I remember being like, well, you have to be in a school you have to be part of a school yeah to be on facebook and i never i was like well that seems stupid but you know the girl i was dating at the time was she was on it she thought it was cool um and it and it was sort of like it was the rival to myspace i was never on myspace um actually my co-owner of earthfed muscle multiple times he and i would go chill with like girls he would have like a girl that he might be seeing and he would always meet girls on MySpace. <laughs> uh so I had never done anything with Facebook and I remembered going to Canada uh and I I was like blogging. I was like I I'm not I didn't know what Facebook was. Yeah. I was blogging and then bouncing and seeing these girls dressed for Halloween as like profile pictures. Yeah. And I was like what what is this? And it, and they had the you used to be able to write on people's walls. Yeah. Um, and that's what, pe- that's what people did. So they had like a profile picture and then like messages that they had people filling in and writing on walls. Long story short, where I'm going with this is that I remember being like, I don't know what that costume is. Yeah. So for me, uh, I didn't get on Facebook until I moved home. And then by this point it wasn't like a school well, Facebook base. tells you what year you started I think it was 2008 or 2009 I feel like you predate me on it because I my sister made me get on it for the business so that was the other thing I had a personal account but it was garage strength and then okay. I changed it to Dane Miller later on gotcha uh, so yeah, yeah I, I I only did business stuff and then yeah, that's my early Facebook. Should we go way back to like ICQ and AOL? Well, yeah, I'm sure so, you were into that. Yeah, for me, it was ICQ, ICQ2, and, and AOL. AOL Instant Messenger in high school all day. And then when I got into college, ICQ2 and, and AOL. Did I, you have a cell phone? Like when you had to text like 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9 and like go through it like three so, times to get to the To letter. get to the person. So my, <laughs> my brother had a well-paying job in college and he bought his first cell phone so he had a cell phone and then he got rid of our landline so i had to get a landline and then i would get girls to text my brother (laughs) and my brother would be your brother was your receptionist yeah basically (laughs) so i didn't have i didn't have a cell phone i had a cell phone after i got back from living in canada so this is 
fall of 08 getting into 2009 i didn't have a cell phone till like end of 2009 yeah i didn't have a cell phone till i think my senior year of college okay yes and i think that's reasonable that like, that would have been that would have been 07 where like my kids had smartphones when they were like 10 right when they started middle school yeah cuz they would they can walk home and my wife wanted to text yeah just said, yeah like, yep let's put it this way that's been ingrained like my, my oldest daughter who's in a city will like ha- shares her location with my wife like it's not like you have to but does it so like and her roommates too so like pe- multiple people know where she's at yeah just if she doesn't show up somewhere right right and like just things like that because i always have like black mirror i don't know if you've ever seen black mirror no it's like twilight zone for like now technology. Oh, okay. okay okay so there's this episode called archangel where the mom basically has like i feel like it's like a camera or something where she can see what her daughter's doing all the time okay yeah and it, it and it's that's it goes that. down like the yeah. the bad route of like where this could go like right you know track and following people anyway yeah, so that's my Facebook story. She doesn't share it with me though. Yeah, <laughs> she shares it with her mother, which is fine. Yeah, I, I just get it like filter. Like I get she well, communicates to me then. It's almost like for you then it doesn't matter because you're like, well, she's fine. Yeah, she's okay. Out of sight, out of mind. But I kn- I know sh- she's a smart kid. Like yeah, makes reasonable decisions most of the time. All right, so ICQ, AOL, no Facebook for you. It was the business necessity. Yeah. All right, AOL though I I will admit I was a master. Yeah, yeah, I ran. I that. believe you. <laughs> You're uh, but you, I would. First, I saw you online was Instagram though. Okay, so that would have probably been the first person who told me to get on Instagram, and I remember this vividly was John Kalnis was saying to me like, "You've got to get on this. It's the you we post you post pictures and stuff." And I liked the concept of just posting pictures. Yeah. Vine was was pretty popular at the time, uh, and I I felt like I wasn't creative enough to get on Vine and do anything. Uh, to, I was not thinking about like how to make money on these platforms. Yeah, I was yeah, thinking yeah. about what could I put out that people will like. So then when I got Instagram, it was you know I would just post like random. I remember pictures. when your Instagram got hacked like the first oh, time, yeah. and it was yep. like a panic mode. Yep. That was a huge pain in the balls. Yeah. That was annoying. Yeah. But we got it back though. You did. And now it's like is it your number like four platform? Three? Like uh, I would say behind YouTube. I, like, I don't know has if you TikTok overtaken it yet. Yeah, TikTok's higher. Um our email platforms also. All right, better. yeah, just yeah, you know, you're I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I don't mind Instagram though. I yeah. think what's cool about it is that what I like about it is you can find really, really high quality content from very high end people in whatever field you even dentistry. I just had a conversation with my <laughs> dentist about this and he's like, it's crazy what I can learn on here. Now, the search button is a pro- it can be a problem. You watch one and I've mentioned this in the past. You watch one J-Lo dancing video and you get. Yeah. There goes your algorithm. <laughs> For the next three months, you're screwed. Yeah. So let's talk about social media's impact on sports, right? Okay, yeah. So I remember, I, I think back to like 
college will say. And they're like, don't use Wikipedia. That's garbage. Uh, and on, now Wikipedia is like pretty legit. Yes, Wikipedia, I always thought was awesome. I want to interject yeah. and cut you off quickly okay. because YouTube started in 2005. I vividly remember, and I have YouTube videos from 05, 06. That was the one platform I was on early. Now, I didn't stay on it at that time, but it was my training group, the throwers at Penn State. We wanted to post our training videos. On okay. It. So I did want to interject that. That's good. YouTube's great. That yeah. kind of. Should I say this? YouTube probably put this business where it's at now. Yeah, for sure. Like yeah. one. Of, and I'm not saying YouTube itself, but like the work done through that platform. Yes. Has helped a lot. Yeah. Um, and where I was going too with like Wikipedia, right? You know, at one point you were told don't meet people on strangers. Now like people are getting married with who they meet on the internet. Like right, people are right. finding their tribe, if you will. Yeah. Like the internet's here and like It's not going away. Yeah. And like anything, there's greatness, there's an underbelly to it. But yeah. let's focus in on the it's internet. So cool. I love so, the internet too. Yeah. <laughs> Social media and its impact on training, strength training, sports yeah. performance, like What's going on here? Like, which site? Maybe we could start. Which site's, like, the best one to go to? I actually think right now Instagram's probably the best. Um, I think Instagram is the best. I think some of the cool things. One, I wanted to say that if you train by yourself, you f you can be motivated by social media. So, like, you're training by yourself. You're in your garage. And that was one cool thing about during the pandemic when you couldn't go anywhere if you're yeah. on quarantine you could still post your lifts on social media on instagram on facebook but mainly instagram and like you could you could see what other people were doing and be motivated by that as though they were training around you okay can that be a downside yes it can be a downside but it's also a massive upside so i think that's one really really cool part i do think instagram um is probably the best as far as the amount of knowledge that you can get off of it, the amount of movements, the and and even you know now you see someone like knees over toes guy who basically taught us his his Instagram formula that we're using now, um, and there's other guys out there. Noel Diesel's like the big one that that Ben stole it from actually, but you see a very unique short form presentation, sixty seconds that. You learn a lot in 60 seconds. It's consumable. It's fun. And then you actually can then coach more effectively because yeah. you're more concise with your words. I feel like Instagram with strength training knowledge, it's like forcing me to become a lawyer. Like lawyers, you email them, they write like a sentence here, a sentence here, done. Well, they that's because they know it's an official document. Right. And there, there's <laughs> they don't, no wasting of words. Yeah. And you, you don't want to get subpoenaed on that because yeah. of what you put in an email. And like, I, but, so I think that's <laughs> where you're learning with, with Instagram is is concise presentation, essentially. Yes. You know. Short, sweet, to the point. Yeah. And I think it's, it's because it's so easily um, accessible and usable and it, it's easy to create, too. It's helping other people. Dude, for myself personally, I always loved um, I loved being in band. I, I played the tuba. I always would go uh, play. Not the sousaphone? I played the sousaphone, too, when we marched. Yeah. 
Um, I love the image of you playing. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I played I played trombone and tuba for 13 <laughs> years. <laughs> <laughs> so I I I loved performing, and I wasn't the greatest because I was always lifting and playing sports. You probably didn't put the effort into it no, like I you put did. with the other stuff. I never did, but I liked it. And I liked it so much that I would go over and I would drum because I was very I'm very good at hearing things and remembering. Yeah. So I would go drum with the percussion group so much so that I got to play in a percussion ensemble uh, where we use trash cans and stuff during a, a recital. Anyway, where I'm going with this is I, I loved performing. And I think that someone like me who who ends up going into the field of athletics, the only chance I have to like perform is if I'm presenting in front of a at a conference yeah but instagram and youtube give me that opportunity to practice and to enjoy that creative spark that i do still have yeah and it is a performance too a lot of times yeah with yeah, it. yeah and I, I think that that has to be brought up yeah i could there's a there's a lot of negative stuff behind instagram and there's a lot of negative stuff behind youtube and facebook and all these platforms i would say facebook's probably my least favorite right now twitter i've gotten bigger into the last like two weeks i've been on it quite a bit um but you know instagram it it's just i i think that the people who complain about it about social media platforms and i i will voice complaints but they don't think back to like the 90s when you would sit down and watch like cbs kyw news radio yeah. or news on channel three you know, or Channel 8, MB, uh, WGAL in our area. And it's like, dude, we were getting the news from three channels. Yeah, yeah. CBS, ABC, and NBC. And then when Fox started to do news, it was like, oh, wow, Fox is doing news. That's different. And and then, you know, you could watch PBS. But, okay, so you had five channels? Charlie Rose. Yeah. <laughs> you had five channels? That was it? My thing with the news is I don't like hearing someone's interpretation of it i like how i can get access to the primary source yeah and in, and in twitter and that's just what's crazy think with about it yeah. or like i can watch the video of what of happened what happened and be like well this is what i see i don't need some commentary yeah. telling me how to interpret it already right. Um, right and you know afterwards and i may like well what see what other people think because there's a lot of smart people out there you know saying stuff agree disagree whatever like but I like that access yeah. to that information. And the same thing with, like, sports. Like it's the same exact I thing. have access to that information. I can watch someone move yep. and sit there and judge it then. And not ill, or but maybe study would be a better yeah, word yeah, than yeah. judge. Yeah. I, I wanted to share this. As, as archaic as our news consumption was in the 90s, uh, I think his name was Bill Moyer, was on PBS. And this was yeah. – this is – so – he did these interviews, okay? And you can actually find these on YouTube, I believe. Um, he, so it might have been even, dude, it might have even been like early 90s. And my dad used to tape things off of PBS. VHS. Yeah, so he would record shows, and then we'd watch them for like literally years. Anyway, my dad, uh, and this is one of those things that sort of influenced me to go study religion, had recorded a Bill Moyer uh, series with Joseph Campbell, 
and and so here's the sad part is that if you grew Hero up with in like, a thousand faces, right? right. That's, yeah, yeah, the power of myth. Like this yeah. guy who was like he he the monomyth. Yeah, that's him. And he essentially, yeah, yeah, he essentially was the man behind George Lucas in Star Wars. This was a guy who not a lot of people knew who he was outside of academia. Uh, and he just happened to be on this show. And my dad was interested in philosophy, so he had recorded it. And that got us, that like piqued our interest, right? And it, it basically, like, you forget about it. That does not happen with social media now like with social media you know who joseph i know he's passed away but joseph campbell exists and you can find everything he's ever you you could see everything he's ever said in his entire life in a matter of hours yeah you get this access to all this like content right? yeah for lack of a same, better word knowledge dude same with noam chomsky he's another guy that, yeah like, back in the day he was shunned from those media outlets manufacturing consent right yeah, yeah. and that was yeah exactly and now and it's now like 30 years later it's like that's what you hear all rights like right wing yeah. media How hilarious <laughs> talking that, about and yep. it's like dude this guy this was, MIT, you, you guys yeah social anarchist like yeah, you're still live and kicking yep. but yep here just come to mit you're a linguist we know but you can study whatever you want you're so damn smart <laughs> <Yeah>. and intelligent <laughs> so yeah that's my uh I yeah, I know I went off on a tangent. That's all right. I do like social media. Talking about social media spread of knowledge and like that goes to the sports world too, right? Yes. Like how fast has the knowledge base grown? How fast are people able to like understand and learn movements, if you will, or you know, see something and study it as well. Um I think about all the content you put out, right? You were telling I don't think we talked about it in the podcast, but you were telling me a story. I, I said, Dane, I was like, All right, you kind of you have there's over a hundred there's close to two hundred thousand people that yeah. subscribe to this channel. Yeah, you are out at the Arnold, like someone. Yeah, out there no like doesn't know you but knows you through that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you told me the story. This one a person hit a lift and yeah, started like, yelling at like, yeah. like yelling at you like because of you. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, like, that's cool. That's social media, right? Yeah. Social media spreading this knowledge that was at one point geographically based. Yep. That would have just been in Leesport. And even it probably wouldn't be what it is because you wouldn't have had access to all the information you studied through basically watching the best yep. do what they do and like noticing trends, noticing things that were effective. And, you know, and here it is. Now you go ahead. Well, I was, I, th I think what you're saying is, is all. It's totally it's changed the landscape of information and think about this too. Where, what the reason why so many people constantly want to um, speak negatively about it is they'll 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 down they'll say things like, oh, well, you don't know if it's accurate or you don't you know. Yeah, but look at all those girls that are dancing in their bikinis and it's all distraction. Well, it's a distraction if you feed into that. First of all, it's a distraction if you feed into that algorithm. Yeah. Second of all, like Playboy existed in the 60s. Yeah. Like, sorry, Hustler was around a long time ago. Pornography is not something new. Um, it was like the first one of the first things they started doing when they invented film. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, so it's like, get out of here with that horse shit. Um, but what's really happening and the reason why I think people try and put push that up is that um, standard institutional knowledge now is essentially looked at in such like, a, you know, now what's happening is 
the only knowledge people care about, at least what I'm seeing in strength and conditioning, is researchers, the guys who are going and researching like biomechanics, physiology. That stuff's phenomenal. But those dudes are also putting out their information for free on YouTube and on Spotify yeah. because they know that they can also make money from it. And they can have a bigger impact on what they're doing. Yes. Yeah, yes. So there's like this unique transition going on right now where someone like Andrew Huberman, who has a huge podcast that just spews cutting edge, like tons and tons of cutting edge research. He's. He's challenging, you know, he's a professor at Stanford. He's a neuroscientist, but he's challenging what, you know, these guys, someone of his stature back in the day. What academia can be. Yeah, yeah. He's he's now saying, like, look, why why is this so hard? Like, now, what's interesting is Stanford always offers, like, we took classes here, business classes at Stanford. So they're always a little bit more open. And They bypass the gatekeepers is what happens. Yes, I think that's, they, they see... What what institutional uh, setups are going to be in the next 20 years? Dude, no one's going to go to college and pay $70,000 a year. That's a normal from a normal family. That's going to – I know it's yeah, it, sort of happening right now, <laughs> but it's going to stop. At some point, it's going to stop, and social media will have a, in, a huge impact on that stop. Right, especially when you can like, – like you said, I can go take Stanford courses, and like they're not asking for me to fill out an application to take this course. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I can go take an MIT course. Same thing. Like, so so here's an interesting part: is like going back to Huberman. Is you know, I'm I was reading last night about um, he was writing some stuff about. So uh, we're considering podcast part of social media now, then too. Basically, yeah. Uh, um, which is fine. Well, yeah, and I would consider because like YouTube essentially is more a search a search engine that you search for a problem and you get fed that that pro- right that right s- solution. So I I would. Even though it's not technically social media, I would sort of yeah. And, well, it has the comments and that interaction, that social part to yeah, it. Yeah, that's and like, true. You know, it does build up larger personalities. Yeah, like recognizes them that way. Um, I did want to comment real quick before you get into your uh, what you were going on about how you were talking about people like what shows up in your videos. Yeah, always remember your algorithm is a reflection of, of how long you watch what yeah. you watch. Dude, if I should bring up my phone right now because inside of my search, it's literally, <laughs> it goes like this. I, I'm obsessed right now with aviation Instagrams, okay? So Instagram <laughs> profiles that follow planes and they follow like crazy landings and like weather, all this stuff. So my search is usually two aviation-based Instagram profiles. There's always a UFC because I get suckered by knockouts and uh-huh. submissions. So I'll watch like, you know, a recap on reels of the fight from this past weekend. Um, so that'll be one. And then there's typically going to be another lifting based one. And then the last one is J-Lo. I think, I think that's how it rolls. My search stuff is based off the people I text sometimes. Okay. You get some yeah, of like. If you don't search like, dude, I, yes. I use that that button somewhat regularly um yeah that I at least with that. like my ig stuff because i'm like i've never looked for this at all you know what's funny is is that we're so we're gonna start to get really educated on how the algorithms are working and, and we're starting yeah. to now well especially here too because it it helps with the business yeah, yeah. 
but you start to see so i i follow history photographed and history photographed i will notice i'll be like huh he's posting this or she i don't I, you know i don't know they are posting this because they want to get picked up in the search feed so like fashions of pamela anderson from the 90s and it's like yeah. come on dude you're posting that because you want to get put into search and i think that just needs to be made aware of when we're talking about yeah. this yeah sorry about that well it's all related we're talking about social media and we're talking about bigger ideas and you know we think everyone here that's listening the audience whoever they are like they understand like the big brain think they have to transfer the training of their mind <laughs> to the sport. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> like it, it's all connected. Like yeah. yeah, we're not talking specifically about like lifting, but hey, this is how information spreads for you to be stronger. Yeah. yeah. This is also how you can see what's possible too. Yes. Like yeah, cuz you uh, see kids or athletes doing doing things that you're like, "What?" Yeah. Like how did that happen? It's it's a lot easier than to start conceiving of like a 500 pound yep. back squat is kind of normal at yeah. the D1 level. Yep, yep. And it's a Roger Bannister. It's the you break the four minute mile. Yeah. Everybody thought it was impossible, and then after he broke it, it was like nine people did it in the next year. It's All right, that thought process. Do you remember what you're going to say about your Stanford guy? Uh, yeah, I was just going to mention like looking up. Um, uh, he was talking about glucose, and he was sort of like getting. L- a little bit of jab. Sorry to keto and carnivore people, but he was sort of jabbing them a little like, hey, sorry, but like neurons prefer glucose. And then he was going into um, how like what you should be eating based off of the research. Then he did go back and say, like, yes, some people who have epilepsy do better on ketogenic diets. And this is what happens to their brains when they're or to their neurons when they are in ketosis. But that information in the breakdown, dude, that doesn't happen 30 years ago. Yeah. We're all con- we're all conned by Atkins that you have to be on a low-carb diet. Otherwise, you're going to stay fat the rest yeah, of your life. Yeah, which doesn't make sense. Like, And those – anyone who talks about, like, oh, this is the way our ancestors you, – your ancestors were eating anything they could get their hands yes. on. Like, yes. They didn't discriminate. Like, no, oh, nah, this might be edible. Let me chew on it. Yeah. Like, I don't know. And they were skin and bones probably, too. They weren't, like, thick and muscular. Like, they weren't sitting there training to be strong. They were, like, they probably looked like a uh, a fighter weighing in. Yeah, I think that's probably very accurate. Yeah. Like, Which is not great for survival. Yeah. That's probably what they looked like. Yeah. If we're going to go back that far. Mm-hmm. That's why, like, probably you see, like. Well, that's where the whole paleo diet sort of sucks. Yeah. It's like, Dude, the Paleolithic age of the life expectancy was like 36 years. Yeah, this is the diet I want. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm not saying, like, it's a bad diet, but it's also not that good. <laughs> like, yeah. I also know, like, yeah, there's marketing, and you got to get away from Right, right, so right. there's that part. Trying to sell, like, hey, you do this, you could be Conan the Barbarian or something like, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Like, here's your power fantasy all wrapped up for you in one. <laughs> and you don't even have to play video games to get in there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good. Oh, man. Social media, good. That's bad, though. All right. People are going to be listening. It's like, man, Dane's on social media all the time. Yeah. <laughs> You're not. I'm not. I'm also, I'm good at, I think that's one thing I am good at, is, like, I have very clear-cut people. Like, kids, kids in the gym get mad at me because I don't follow them. Yeah. Like, dude, I'm not following you. No, I have zero interest in Dane what you Dane doesn't do. follow anyone. <laughs> I don't care about no. what you're doing. 
I made it a point. I'm like, I'm not following Dane until Dane follows me. Did I follow you? Nope. <laughs> Garage Strength does, but you don't. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm not going to follow him. Like, Dude, you, I have so and, many people who say that to me. The other thing, too, is like, you know I know, like, too. It's like, yeah, whatever. Like, if I need Dane, I'm just going <laughs> to yeah. call him. Like, I'll send him a text. Like, I'll deal with him. Like, maybe it's my age thing, too. Yeah. Like, just because you, fo- like, to me, social media wasn't really, like, you could be anyone I was just acquainted with at right. first, and I'd say, "All right, we're friends." And it's like, probably not. Like, yeah, I'll probably I don't even have your number. Maybe, <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Like, I'm not going to see the Phantoms with you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> um, all right, last one about social media. How do we distinguish the like legit pros from the charlatans? Like who are training or somebody who's like teaching? I guess. We could do, I would say training. Let's go with training in a strength and condition. So if I see someone do something online? Well, no, like teaching how to train, like the coach more. Okay, okay. I would say I think that's one hard part right now, but I think that's where I do. I struggle with this one because I think there's, there's two coaches. I do think that you can be a very good strength coach and not really train people. I think it's possible. I think it's very hard to be a very good strength coach and not train someone though. So it's like, so where I'm going with that is that, um, meaning training people in person. Yeah. I think a system needs to be developed and thought out over decades. And that system needs to be built upon people who are in it on a regular basis uh-huh. to see that feedback. I think the you know the people, the coaches who don't really train in person, um, who have figured out scaling their business and doing things like that, I think that those people genu- generally have very good supplemental programs, but they don't have a great system in place so like okay. it's something that if you have a problem they're they're like a back pain you might be able to get something from these people but as a full-blown strength system it's probably not the best so it has less they're training people sounds like it, it tends to have more like niche segments like yeah it, it's almost like if you're dealing with a doctor like there may be the foot program yeah yeah yeah. like yeah exactly you know i think that i think i think that's the important part is that when you when you see and i think that's where i do struggle sometimes one i have jealousy towards people who might really focus on uh combine prep Mm -hmm. and so they're put on a pedestal because they're so good with the best athletes in the world they're so good at getting them prepared for the combine that then anything else that they say is gospel and I get, like, jealous. I'll be like, dude, they, like, they're working with the best of the best. Yeah. Like, I know kid, how to get uh, – These guys could do this. They could – look. Saquon Barkley could sneeze and look at a weight, and he's going to get faster. Like, it's not that hard. I, <laughs> I know it's harder than that. But, like, yeah, that's where it's, like, I get – I think that, that, I, that I tend to get, like, jealous of that. Um, but I also, at the same time, value – 
lot of those guys I value. Sounds like Dane wants more NFL athletes. Well, I do because I, that's where I will say I value what they're putting out because then I, I want to use it at some point. So yeah. I think that it's important to see what they are doing for what it is what it is like they're doing it for a very specific population got you so i was thinking i'll talk to you about this then yeah um audience questions yeah man this was like probably our least direct talk about training training yeah i think that's okay though i think it's i think it's ultimately like there's a lot of really good uh strength researchers there's a lot of really good um strength coaches um, there's a lot of unique ways that you can find a lot of inf- dude. I I just think about myself growing up. I my dad let me buy magazines. Yeah, at Redner's at the grocery same store. type of thing. Yeah, and I would just go through hours looking at flex. You know, looking at muscle fitness, men's health. Even back in the day, was a pretty I good magazine. Former. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like I would just read, and I would read the same magazine five six times. And it was, and I would try splits, you know, uh, from different magazines. And to me, that's all that's going on with social right, media. right. Except it's just packaged differently. Yeah, instead of like buying a magazine, like it's, it's all just fed into the phone. Yeah, no, so I hear like, you with that. Yes, and, and what's funny is I'll share this as a good, actually, a good segue to these questions is that um, Haley, who is a weightlifter here, she's got a pretty big following on her social media on Instagram. Um. She had been asked this question about her mobility and what she does. And she's, she said what she does. And then she also said, when I have problems, I message Dane. And Dane usually will send me exercises from Joe Therapy, at Joe Therapy. And this is a guy who's he's got like 4 million Instagram followers, right? And I'm sure that wasn't him who did this. But whoever runs his account reached out to Haley, asked for her address, sent her like five different training tools for mobility and said, Hey, thanks for like, like pushing that. That's awesome. And then put a note in, give these two to your coach. And it's like, that gesture is so cool. And on top of it, like this is a guy who I've used a lot of his stuff and it's like, and he doesn't know who I am. Right. Yeah. But, But that's where I've improved my, my own training of athletes because of him, you know? So I think that stuff's cool. Nice. Yeah. Good job, Joe Therapy. <laughs> I like you already. I don't even know you. <laughs> Shannon Green, YouTube community. I have a question. What is it? I don't know why that bugs me when people state the oh, obvious yeah. like that. I have a question. <laughs> well, of course you do. Your hands up. I know you're asking me a question. <laughs> like, thank you. The redundancy. Yeah, it's wonderful. What kind of workout regimen should I go for? Sorry, Shannon. I didn't mean to be mean. It was just it's a me thing, not you. What kind of workout regimen should I go for? I'm five ten, three twenty eight. The template that I want to go for is the football rugby type. Think middle linebacker in football. The number six, seven flankers in rug- rugby. I've always loved the Sam Mills, London Fletcher type. What would be the path Damn, to get Sam there? Mills, London Fletcher. Thank this you guy for must your be time. Forty years old. Yo, London Fletcher. He was he Rams. Was like, right. Yeah, he was like the shortest guy in the league. He was like five nine or five yeah. ten and just killed people. Super Bowl, greatest quarterback ever. Kurt Warner. I kid, but <laughs> he was super good though. Oh yeah, he was. Yeah, no, he was. Sam Mills was a beast too. I was talking about Kurt Warner, but oh. yeah, those guys were good too. Sam Mills actually passed away from the same 
cancer that Anthony had. Oh, wow. Uh, and uh, one of his family members, Sam Mills' family members, reached out to Anthony's parents. Oh. Yeah. Uh, that's just a little aside. So I do have, like, I think Sam, he was a beast, too. So Yeah. Uh, so this guy's question is basically how can you train like Sam Mills or London Fletcher? Yeah. Dude, 5, you 10, better. Like, Sam Mills was stupid strong. Like, that dude could do, like, sets of 10 at 500. Whoa. He went to, Mont, I think it was Montclair State or Rowan, one of those schools in New Jersey, and was just a total freak in the weight room. Uh, like a huge animal, squatted all the time, benched all the time, cleaned all the time, like old school strength. So it's like, dude, you're going to be a really good linebacker, especially now it's a little bit different. Back then it was more yeah, of a running game. now you can get game. away being like more like a, little, a, sa- a strong safety yeah, build. Now, yeah, I was going to say, now you now you would want more of like Palomalu or maybe a little bit taller, more like Sean Taylor, really. He was the perfect, yeah. perfect blend of, you know. Who's that dude for the Colts? Oh, uh, he went to. I think went to Ohio State uh, right now. Like he's thin, yeah, but like just lean, like yeah. ripped, like. So, so I would just say to him is like you've got to be extremely explosive. Um, so you've got to work on your cleans. I'd say twice a week. So you do two leg days a week. You do work on your your heavier cleans. You work on some a back squat on one day and a single leg squat on another day, and then you do a bilateral accessory on the single leg squat day, and you do some unilateral accessories on the back squat day, and and then you have two upper body days and make sure you're 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 doing sprint work and, and plyometric work. Seems like good advice. Take it there, Shannon Green. <laughs> All right, Mister Boredom One Two Three, another YouTube community. I wear 30 pounds of extra equipment while I work. Any programs or tips to work out and focus on improving strength, longevity, and mobility with all the extra weight? Okay, so that that could be somebody who's a welder. Um, It could be a firefighter. It could be um, a construction worker. Do those guys have a lot of their... Military, too, I would think. Military. I would say my first... It depends on how lean you are. Yeah, he didn't mention his yeah his B, like a, not BMI but like his body mass. I'd say just an extra thirty pounds my, looking around. My first instinct was lose fifteen pounds. Honestly, yeah. if you're if you're looking for longevity and health, like being as lean as possible is key. Um, you're still gonna have to be strong. So like, I would say focus on your relative strength. So you want to be able to pull a decent amount, or at least do like. Uh, RDLs with dumbbells and and front squats and stuff. Maybe you don't want to push it because you don't want to get to a point where your back gets a little sore and then you're wearing all that equipment. Yeah, and you throw your back out. You know, you probably talk about endurance too. You're like lugging that around for like eight day. hours. Like, yeah. It, it, yeah. So, like, my first gut reaction when Earl was saying this was to lose weight. If yeah. if that was me, I'd want to weigh two ten. Um. And then my next thing would just be make sure because you're lugging that around that you're you're taking collagen and and or something to help with your joints. You're doing mobility work, uh, and you're eating enough, dude. That's like trash men. Trash men will eat four or five thousand calories a day, and, they, and they're they're lean. I would love to eat that much and be that lean. One of these days will happen. Maybe in my now, next career. I mean, trash men that are like on the truck, not the guys in the. Oh, I cab. don't want to drive it. Yeah, I like the guys on the truck are the ones that are they're like super fit very lean workers like the yeah. leanest probably the leanest workers you gotta in, put in work yeah. that's a lot of load you're lifting <laughs> a ton 
Yeah, so I, I, that would be that's a tough job, and I, I, a lot of protein. Dude, Del the Funky Homo Sapien. Yeah, he liked his shirt. Not. Uh, I was like, all right, Fight Club. Is it Dell? Because I saw the the piercing, and that's who I thought of, and then yeah. I I found the Dell. Yeah. On it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I wasn't sure. That's a good one. Any other questions? Are we good? No, nah, two. So that's embrace we social do. media, eat well, and um, just make sure that you lose some weight, maybe. Yeah. I'm trying to I'm gonna try and lose weight. I'm, I'm trying to cut down to two twenty. Two twenty right now. I wanna get under one eighty is my big What do you goal. weigh? I don't know. I, I don't like stepping on the scale. Oh, does that hurt your feelings? No, nah, I don't <laughs> If, let's put it this way: If I started stepping on it, I'd then become, you just get obsessed. I've become obsessed yeah, about it, and I'm tr- yeah. I, like, I don't. I need to step away from that a little bit. Yeah, I get that. Because I let's put it this way: Right now, my mind's on a video game. The way I'm going with dude, it. and like, I wanted to send you a, a screenshot. I get uh, fed because I looked at. Uh, yep, you're welcome. Elder Ring or whatever. Yeah, or, yeah. I get, I got some of that in my Instagram. I wanted to send you a yeah. screenshot. It's probably because you're talking to me. I no, I searched it the, like last week. Yeah, and I, I, it came up, and then I, I clicked on a couple, and then I was like, oh shit. Yeah, you're done. My yeah. bad. I'm, so you're welcome. Be careful with that on social media. Yeah. Peace. Later.